We're going to give as much time to our missionary as possible for our Sunday school hours. I'm going to ask Brother O'Brien to come. And while he's coming, let me challenge the young people. Let's sit with our backs straight and our feet on the floor and our hands to ourselves. We're in the house of God. And we're going to listen to our missionary from Newfoundland this morning. All right. Let's turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. Ooh, I made a mess. I'm in trouble now. Oh, I made a big mess. I'm in big trouble. You won't hold that against me, will you? Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, I want to thank everyone for your hospitality and having us here. And uh, we felt right at home here. Um, we enjoy being back in Canada. We've been uh, out of Canada now. We were... Uh, for about a month and a half, and we knew we were back in Canada. We were at Staples yesterday, and we, were, uh, we had to get a few things, and there at Staples, there was a container there, and it was, there were little gadgets in there, and it was uh, a roll-up uh, gadget to help you roll up the rim. Only in Canada would you find a roll-up the rim. Who else, where else in the world do you need to roll up a rim? I mean, so it was, it's like, man, this is, Can this is Canada right here in this little, in this little thing. So, but uh, again, we, we thank you for having us. And last night, as uh, we were sitting uh, in the service there, the uh, little short video came up uh, and um, this verse was referenced. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. It says, ye are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. This morning we're going to talk about being a light. We are to be a light to the world. We're to share the gospel wherever we go. We're to represent Christ. And I'm going to use that. I'm going to illustrate that with a few candles here. Because I'm a guy, I like to play with fire. And uh, how many guys like to play with fire? Be honest. All right, I see some kids' hands go up, some boys' hands go up. <laughs> and their mothers are probably like, yes, they do. <laughs> boys don't play with fire. It only causes trouble. And uh, I can attest to that. I had friends lose hair. And uh, we won't go into that this morning. But anyway, we're to be a light of the world. As a candle... It what shows light. Uh, nowadays, we don't use candles unless the electricity goes out uh, to, to find our way. Even then, we use flashlights. But candles, they are to light the way, to see where you're going, to see truth. Now, if you've ever had to, uh, while in deputation and on furlough, uh, we're always in different places. Uh, you stay in different houses, stay in different motels, and I like to sleep when it's complete darkness. Uh, and so when you're in different rooms, play, different places almost each night, uh, the setup in the room is different. And so you make your way uh, to the washroom in the middle of the night, and what are you, what's inevitable to happen? You're going to run into something. You're going to stub your toe, and you wake up everybody else in the room, oh, 
Why? Because you couldn't see what? The truth. You couldn't see what was ahead of you. But we are to be a light to the world, to show the world the truth. And what is the truth? About salvation, about who Jesus is. We are to be the light of the world. And as we see these candles, they will... They will light up the area. Now, we've got tons of lights on, and you can't really see the, the, um, see the, the result of it, but these do light up the area that they're in. And we're to be as these candles to light up the world. We are the light of the world. Now, every person has a possibility. Every person in this world could be a light for the world. There's, uh, in 2 Peter 3, 9 says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men, men could count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God has made it possible through Jesus Christ for all men to be light, all men to be saved, to show the light of the gospel, to show the light of God. The light of the world is Jesus. John twelve forty six says, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not perish, or should, uh, should not abide in darkness. Christ is the light of the world. And as we put our faith and trust in Christ, we become lights. Now, we have two candles here. Are these going to light? Let's find out. So I'm going to take my, my lighter here. I was going to look for sand, but I couldn't find any sand, so I grabbed the coffee from my, uh, from my motel room. It's not going to light, is it? But you know what? There is a possibility there. Now it smells like burnt coffee. But there is a possibility there, but there's something wrong, is it there? There's a problem. What is that problem? Can anybody tell me? I don't mind if you talk. It's Sunday school. What's wrong? There's something in the way, isn't there? There's a possibility of this candle lighting, but there's something in the way. There is a problem. There is sin. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We have a sin problem. We have something in the way to keep the, that keeps us from being light, from seeing truth, from showing truth, and that is sin in our life. And that has to be taken care of. I'll grab this here so I don't make a big mess everywhere. I'm going to do it about right here. Can everybody see? So we have a problem. Jesus Christ... Salvation doesn't come until what is taken out of the way? Sin. So, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, I'm not going to get this perfectly clean, but what Christ does is he replaces our sin. When we put our faith and trust in him for our salvation, our righteousness, our, I'm sorry, our sin 
is taken away. The Bible says our, our iniquities, our sins, are taken away as far as the east is from the west. And now, what is the possibility here? We have light. Let's look at um, 2 Corinthians. Turn to 2 Corinthians with me real quick. Let's look at verse 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We have a problem to begin with. We have sin. But through the death of Jesus Christ, we can have his righteousness in our place. Old things are passed away. Our old life is gone. But with Christ, he cleanses us He saves us and we can show the truth to the world because we have Jesus Christ. Without Christ, there is no light and there is no hope of heaven. Salvation doesn't come through us trying to clean ourselves up. It doesn't come through going to church. It comes only through Jesus Christ. No man cometh unto the Father but through Jesus Christ because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Salvation only comes through Christ. There's no cleaning up of yourself. There's no going to church. There's no doing good deeds, but it's only through Jesus Christ. We cannot be lights until we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. So the solution to be a light is the gospel, is Jesus Christ. 1 John 1, 7 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Ephesians 5, 8 says, For we were sometimes darkness, but now are you light, and the Lord walk as children of light. So now we're, we're lights. We have the light of Christ. We are able to shine light into the darkness of this world. We are able to show truth. We're able to show who Christ is, you know, this doesn't come from, from the glass, does it? The light doesn't come from the glass. The light comes from the wax, doesn't it? What the candle is, what brings light, is the wax, is the fire, the, the wick. Without the Holy Spirit, without Jesus Christ, there is no light. We're just as this glass. The Bible says, we hold this treasure as in earthen vessels. We, we, don't, we aren't the treasure, but who is the treasure? Jesus Christ, that's right. Christ is the treasure. We need to show forth, we need to be willing vessels, and we're gonna see that in uh, our service. Let's look at Romans chapter 12. We're going to look at verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, 
by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In Matthew chapter 5, in verse 14, it says, A city that is on a hill cannot be hid. We are not to hide our lights. We are not to, to hide the light that God has given us. Um, Matthew, I want to read the verse behind it there. Matthew chapter 5, verse um, 15, it says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light to all that are in the house. You see, we're, we're not just to have, have our salvation and be happy with our salvation. Is it good to be saved? It is, but a candle that is just put in the corner, left alone, not being used is what? It's pointless, isn't it? But a candle is to light the way. A candle is to be used. And we are to be used of God. We are to be servants of the Lord. We are to be put into service. We need to be going around the world, around our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our jobs, and showing the light of Jesus Christ. We need to be showing others who Jesus Christ is. We need to be able to, through salvation, but then we need to go. We need to give the gospel. We need to show Jesus Christ. Let's look at, um, here in verse 12, it says, or verse 1, I'm sorry. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. We're to be a living sacrifice. We're to be active. How do you know someone is alive? There are signs of life, isn't there? What is one of the signs of life? An obvious one. How do you know that I'm alive right now? You can speak. I don't mind. I'm talking. I'm what? I'm moving. I'm breathing. I'm looking around. There's evidence of life here, isn't there? Maybe not intelligent life, but there's evidence of life. But I'm a, a, we're to be a living sacrifice, moving, doing. Uh, Romans 6.13 says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield your members, I'm sorry, yield yourselves unto God as those that are all alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. We're to be living sacrifice, giving ourselves to the Lord, not to sit and listen, but to go out and serve, to go out and obey the Lord, to yield our members to righteousness, to go and to tell others to do as Christ has commanded us to do. We're to be living sacrifices. We're to be going and showing the light to those around us. Here in verse one, it also says we're to be what? Holy. What does it mean to be holy? Holy means to be sanctified. We're to be, we are saints, but we're to, to work, we're to show our sanctification. 
To be holy, to be sanctified, means to be set apart for God's use. But we can't do that if we are what? If we are sinful, if we are living for ourselves. We're to be set apart for God's use and not our own use. We're to be set for God's use, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, all this should be what? And is reasonable. It just makes sense. Why? The Bible says we are bought with a a price. What was that price? It was a great price, wasn't it? It was the blood of Jesus Christ. We were bought by Christ's death. What a great price. It's only reasonable that we serve him. It is only reasonable that we live for him. Now, verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that perfect, um, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So here, let me use this one here. That one's about to go out, so we'll use this one here. Now, what does it mean to be conformed to this world? If you're conformed to something, you what? You look like it. Now, we were, uh, my mind just went blank. I'm sorry, it happens to me every so often. But we were at the, uh, we had the great opportunity this past week to go to the Creation Museum. And there they had all kinds of uh, different things about creation and and uh, one of the things they had were fossils. And there were different imprints in some of the, the um, into the, the uh, rocks there. But was that the actual animal? Was that the actual thing? No, it was the rocks conformed to the real thing and shows us what the real thing was, doesn't it? Now... If we're conformed to this world, that means we are pressed and look like what? The world. Now, here the verse tells us not to be conformed to the world, not to look like the world. Do not be worldly. Now, who can name some things that are worldly? Is it always this quiet? Man, I usually have a hard time keeping people quiet. I won't tell you why, but my wife knows why. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now we have we have uh, we have Sunday school Sunday school kids in their afternoon service, and it can get quite interesting. So, um, but name one. What's the first thing that pops into your mind when you think of worldliness? Hollywood. Drinking Hollywood. All right, let's put drinking there. I know it's you can't see it. I, I know I'm too cheap to buy a really big candle so that and I have to put it in my car again so so we got drinking someone said Hollywood watching bad movies uh, what's another one being bad disobedient to parents all right can anybody name something else lying, lying. disobeying, disobeying. Stealing. 
being discontent, crying, not believing in God. All right, if I keep writing, what's going to happen to this light? It's going to go dark again, isn't it? It's going to dim it out. Soon, all you're going to see is all those things written. And you know what? What is worldliness? Is it, is it a bunch of things that we do? No, it's not just a bunch of things we do. You say, wait a second. Yeah, it is. No, those things that we do is a result from our mindset. It's a result of being selfish, is doing what we want to do. It is a heart of pleasing self and not pleasing God. What is the, what is the world's philosophy? Humanism. I, what fits me best? I'm going to do what's right to me. And all those things that we named comes from an attitude of I'm going to do what I want to do, what pleases me at the moment. That's being conformed to the world. Going back to not seeing God, not obeying God, trusting God, and following him to following ourselves, following our own hearts. Our hearts are deceitful above all and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, we deceive ourselves, don't we, on how, how bad we really are. And firstly, I, I'm not all that great. And if I'm not all that great, and the Bible says, I don't even know how bad I am, I'm in trouble. And that's for all of us. The Bible says our heart is deceitful. But who knows our heart? Jesus Christ knows our heart. God knows all things. He knows the wickedness of our heart. But we also have Jesus Christ, don't we? Who we should allow to live through us. And that's being transformed, going from the selfishness, from being like the world and doing things for our own selves, for what we want to do. And we go back to trusting Christ. We go back to being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, how do we renew our mind? It's through the word of God. We go back to the truth. We go back to where we find truth about ourselves and about Jesus Christ. And where do we get truth about Jesus Christ? We get it from the word of God. You know, the Christian life really is simple. We make it more difficult than what it really is. You want to live for God? Read his word. Stay in God's word. Be connected to, the, to God. Trust him. But that comes through God's word. You want to live for God? Read about God. Learn of him. This is a transforming book. Why? Because it tells us about a transforming Savior that transforms us from darkness to light. And he continues to change us as long as we learn of him, spend time with him. Salvation is not just a point and then we're okay. Salvation is something 
Yes, that we, we come to it at a point in time and it has lasting effects for eternity, but God also expects us to grow in him, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You grow by learning of him. We need to, one, be transformed. Be not conformed, but transformed by the renewing of your mind from a selfishness to a service. Philippians 2, 5 through 9 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. We turn to Christ. When when our life is filled with selfishness, now all of that's been cleaned away. Why? When we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He cleans us. That comes from the washing of his word. That comes from seeking him, going back to him. We can't be used, one, if we're in darkness. Our ability to be used is dimmed when we become selfish. When we start living for ourselves, others don't see the truth quite as clearly when we have sin in our life, when we have selfishness, when we're conforming ourselves to this world. What's the difference? Why should someone come to Christ if we live just like they do? But when we're living for him, when we're conformed to the image of Christ, when we show Christ, others see, hey, there is a difference. There is something there that I need. The word of God is true. It is effectual. Look at what this person used to be. And now that they put their faith and trust in Christ, there's a change. The truth of God's word. This morning, what kind of light are you? Are you still in darkness without Jesus Christ? Have you accepted Christ as your savior? Are you a light? Are you living for him? Are you in service? Are you just a candle that you've kind of set yourself to the side? Are you being selfish? And that's what happens when you set yourself to the side. You're being selfish. Are you living for yourself? Conformed to the world? Are you transformed? Being used of God to show others around you about Jesus Christ. Winning the lost to, to Christ. Are you willing to go where God has called you to go to different countries, to uh, different lands, if you're not willing to go across the street to your friend at school, to your coworker at work, you're not willing to go across the world. We need to be willing servants of God, showing the light of Christ. Are you a light?
in this world. Let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for your love to us. Lord, I thank you that you give, have given your life for us. Lord, help us to do the same, to give our life for you, to be lights in this dark world, to show Jesus Christ wherever we go. Lord, help us not to be conformed, but be transformed into the likeness of your Son. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. Work in us in a great way. In your name I pray. Amen.